Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Phil Platakis. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Okay, today in our show, clocking in at 86 minutes, we're talking about 1993's Hot Shots Part 2, directed by Jim Abrams. <laughs> Why is that? A oh, is it because of his background? <laughs> we, it's so good. We, we, of course, record on the antiquated uh, Skype, uh, mm. and Dan has changed his background to a shot of Charlie Sheen. With uh, his <laughs> fists covered with uh, candy and and assorted toppings, um, mm-hmm. and and it just so happens that Dan's body perfectly like <laughs> if Dan just move over slightly to your left, my left like this, yeah, a little bit more like yeah you just well you gotta it's too much you're gonna end up having to stand up at that point but and no one else could see it but us so but it's just funny so that way when Dan just slightly pivots <laughs> over <laughs> it reveals <laughs> and oh, I was going to I thought you were going to say it looks like I have long hair cuz look it looks well, like now, Charlie yeah. Sheen is my hair the way that you you're framing it now yeah it looks like you've got long but hair but there he is yeah he's just hiding behind me his all <laughs> it's just funny when you move it's just his face shows up <laughs> right behind you as if you're like like he's your like he's your muscle and you're yep. just like take care of this man and you just slightly move over and then he's like I'm ready to kill you take it up with Charlie there he is um hot shots part two in completing our list of 90 under 90 for this season and thus this wave of the show um Dan chose this one and I I found that ironic because it is not only a rubber chicken movie as Dan describes them, but it it, it has in this movie like almost of uh, definitely a trailer chicken, uh, but there is definitely a rubber chicken <laughs> featured prominently <laughs> in this in the movie. Literally, the context of the movie. It doesn't yeah. get more rubber chickeny than this. Well. If you're asking me, Jeremy, why I picked this movie, the answer is I don't know. I saw it on Phil's list of movies that he picked for the podcast. We wanted to have him on again, or I, you know, uh, and I was like, I think I want to do this one the most out of all of Phil's picks here. Like maybe there was like seven of them, and I was like, yeah, I think Hot Shots Part Two needs to. We need to do it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need, we to, need do to do the do. <laughs> do. Doing it big, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. Did we cover the first one? No. No. No, we did not cover it, though we could. <laughs> Phil would know. Okay. Right. Yep. 84 minutes. Oh, we could do the first one. We could have. But Why we did should. we go straight to part Because <laughs> Phil specifically had part two on his list. Listen, listen, I picked the ones that you had su- suggested on the list, and the first one wasn't on there. 
Oh fuck, you're right. We must have like total uh total oversight on our part. But uh yeah, I'm looking at YouTube here, the times at one twenty four forty five. Yeah, we could have easily done hot shots part uh before <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> but we but are no. going straight to duh, ladies and germs and everyone. Yes. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um having said that. Uh, watching the, I don't like particularly these kinds of movies, but I find, uh, and, and we did scary movie three, which Charlie Sheen stars in, and he's doing the same kind of like shtick that he's doing in this. For some reason he's too old. And that, I think that, or that's the reason why it doesn't quite connect with me now. It's like, he's like our age It's like the perfect day. I don't know why, but like, versus leslie nielsen versus like anybody who's doing this kind of movie i think just sheen just does tickles my funny bone more than anyone in this kind of like it's his intense like he, face he the gets sincerity it. you know you can't deny let <laughs> me looking at that face mm-hmm. and the intensity as phil said the sincerity uh yeah it it he's very good at it i, I i'm not gonna deny it Okay, before we before we get any further, like the commitment to this role, like 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 look at my man's like my man's is like Hugh Jackman, all right. My man's is like my <laughs> man's is like that. ripped Van Winkle. <laughs> he's got bulbous muscles, okay, guys. There, he's yoked, okay. <laughs> my man's is straight yoked. He's straight <laughs> yoked. Uh, I don't know. I don't know any expression to like participate <laughs> in this game. Trivia time. And this is funny because I'm looking at IMDb. This got one dislike and 143 <laughs> likes. <laughs> Charlie Charlie Sheen worked out for eight hours a day to build up his body as he decided that he would have felt embarrassed at the film's premiere if he had to sit amongst people laughing while looking at him on screen in a singlet. So, ah, <laughs> oh, like dislike, like, commitment. And yeah, someone's like, I doubt it. I bet he roided out for this one. I bet that's what happened. Dislike. But uh, yeah, that's the the level of commitment to the role, at the very least, roiding yourself out for a comedy role is a commitment in my book. <laughs> for, for a rubber chicken comedy role. Right? Uh, so I, you got to appreciate that. And then I think he just kind of aged out of this. Like, he's always, he always, he's funny. He was, and even during like the Tiger's Blood thing, I was like, okay, obviously he's not well, but uh, if he's here for it, I'm here for it. So even during that, I was kind of laughing uh, with him, not at him, both, I guess. But then like he's kind of gone on and he's just done uh, his own thing, you know, that anger management, short-lived uh, FX comedy, a couple movies here and there, like inside the, a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan. Uh, <laughs> I swear that movie exists, people. Um, so, like, uh, there's been some controversies about him over the years. All this to say um, he's unex- it's unexpected to see him in, in these kinds of movies. It's welcome to see him in these kinds of movies, especially in this era for me. Yeah. Yeah, I um, – yeah, I can't help but have mixed feelings whenever I see Charlie Sheen. I'm like, well, I, yeah. but, you know, like, I again, separating the art from the artist – um he he did a good job in this one and does a good job in this genre um do you guys you have more reverence for this 
subgenre of comedy, Phil and Jer. Um, who who's like the master? Is it Leslie Nielsen or? Is it- no, you know what? I I, I I'm sorry, Phil. Do you? I would like actually you for you to weigh yeah. in if you have an opinion. Um, usually when I think about this style of movie, I usually go to Leslie Nielsen. You know what? And I think that's the easy go to and I'm not yeah. that, nothing to discredit you. But in my opinion, after watching this movie, I'm like, you know it, who it is? It's fucking Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd Bridges is mm. the master <laughs> and like is just crushes it in every time you see him do this kind of shit. His, yeah. 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 Toe to toe. These guys are both. And you can. I don't know if they have they overlapped in their careers in, in a comedy that would be airplane. They're both in airplane, right? I don't I don't remember. Honestly. I don't either, to be honest. Is it, <laughs> Which is it goes Lloyd to Bridges, the um, one of the air traffic control guys in yeah airplane? in the tower? Yeah, I think if only there was some way we could look this up. I, I know, I know. I just um, if only I got all these hotshot part deux tabs. I don't know if I can open up another one, but uh, <laughs> crash your computer. But um, I, I <laughs> they just come in with like shit Mac here. Uh, two uh, men in black suits come in and just ask him, like, is there anything we should be worried about, sir? There's a lot of hot shots part of the tabs open. That's the thing I'm most embarrassed about. If the FBI were to seize my uh, my data, would be all this hot shots part to a data uh, info. Dan, Dan, this is mm. an intervention about your love for uh, oh, hot shots part two. An intervention. I don't. I wouldn't know anything about that, and either would you. <laughs> no, certainly um, not. That's that is not a reference to us being uh, addicted to anything. That's a reference to a film we made, <laughs> by the way. But um, <laughs> here's another fact. Yes, uh, con- confirmed. By the way, confirmed. Uh, thank you. Nielsen and Bridges together in airplane. Yes, yes. There we Sorry. go. That's the crossover, and a lot of people didn't survive that. It blew their minds. Their brains shot out of their ears like cannons. Uh, respectively on either side of their head and uh i gotta say i'm more here i i don't know i guess i'm more of a bridges guy i was just gonna like i love his energy and all these and the energy in this and even in seinfeld as izzy mandelbaum is uh step aside i'm gonna take care of this and then like he just like does something and completely incompetent he punches a baby you know something like that uh and he has swagger a lot of that and leslie nielsen same kind of energy. It's just different. Everybody's different. You know, everybody's a snowflake, you guys. Everyone. Leslie Nielsen is much more straight man mm. in performance, and Lloyd Bridges is much more animated as a as a performer. So I don't know. I, I'm drawn to that more, too. Only one of them, though, could pull off Mr. Magoo, and that's one <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. It's no denying that. <laughs> Do you remember when Magoo came out in theaters? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you do the Magoo part do They should do a Magoo part do. Don't you think? I, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the, the when Magoo came out, it was opening weekend, and our cousin Kelly went to go see it with like friends or family or something. And he's like, yeah, I went to go see Mr. Magoo, and that's, that's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> Just being like, really? That's interesting. There was no further conversation. No. <laughs> it was just really? silence and awkwardness. How was it? Maybe she said it was pretty good. But at that age, every movie trip uh, experience is good, save for just a really, really brutal movie, you know, That's that you true. had no business seeing. That's why, like, we love certain terrible movies. It's just like. Well, yeah. Trip to the movies. Yeah. You whatever. know. 
like uh, Willard with Crispin Glover saw that three times in the theater, Phil. Right. Every three time, times. Every time was amazing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> life changing. Here's some more trivia going back to this. I didn't know this until uh, three quarters of the way in when I was reading the trivia as I was watching part two. And admittedly, I have not seen part uh. Have you guys seen part uh? Yes, I, I did. Yeah. I did some research because I wanted the context. Uh-huh, uh-huh. For Topper well, yeah. Harley. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you, you did a double feature of... I did uh, a double feature, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So what's uh, superior? Rank the uh, the hot shots. Um, I watched them... <laughs> I watched them back-to-back. So I kind of feel like... About midway through Dieu, I think I was starting to get slapsticked out a little bit. Fatigued <laughs> of the hot shots. So, <laughs> So okay, maybe, that's maybe the first one has a slight edge, but I, mm. yeah, they were both enjoyable. They both made me chuckle. That's fair. That's a fair take on the hot shots. I don't yeah. think that's a hot take on the hot shots at all, uh, if I'm being honest with you all. I mean, I so, think uh, I think it's fair to say that the consensus is probably uh than duh. Uh, diminishing returns. Yeah. Unlike Oceans, where it's clearly backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm very pro 13. Two is fine. 12 is what? A weird mess. And uh, 11 is great. Um, and I don't know why we always talk about the ocean. Yeah, I was just going to say, 90. we have a, a, an odd uh, pattern yeah. that we've fallen into of talking about the oceans movies. I think we should just talk about all three oceans movies on the main feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just do it like, how about now? No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. But, um, okay. Uh, Richard Crenna, I didn't realize that he was in the Rambo films until like three quarters of the way into this when I'm doing my my research. Uh, I thought that was really interesting because uh, it's it's rare that they literally import an actor from the movie they're spoofing and they get to play uh, a wholly original character or a character that's kind of an amalgamation of the characters they played before or a parody of it, you know. What's really fucked up is that he had to go through a grueling audition process, and it just round after round he was just getting beaten down, and they almost didn't cast him. Is yeah. that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you making up these fibs, Jeremy? <laughs> because he's playing the same character basically. Exactly. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, vroom. Um, but uh, he apparently asked Sly Stallone how he'd feel if he took part in a spoof of the Rambo films and Stone's like, why not? Why don't you cradle the balls and stroke the shaft? And Krennus said, all right, no, that's, that's terrible. Here's a all fact right, though, Sly. about rich. <laughs> What'd you say, Phil? All right, Sly. Yeah. All right, Sly. Um, do you hear about that story, Phil? Oh, <laughs> <clears throat> oh was this, was this uh, from the adult movie that he made? Like, no, no, day? no. This is when he was on set of some other movie and he had his mic live still on and he was getting blown in his trailer and he was instructing the girl who was blowing him. And all the crew heard him uh, say, (laughs) cradle the balls and stroke the shaft. Uh, So that's I believe that's a true story. Uh, Even if it isn't, it's pretty funny. No, but uh, it's a damn, damn good story to see in in an HBO series of some sort. Um. Uh, pretty embarrassing for the the woman, whoever that was. But um, Richard Crenna, here's a fun fact: he invented tartar sauce. Wow. Yeah, 
So you have him to thank for all those delicious uh, everything you want to clean the palate or you want something to go with your fish sandwich or your your fish uh, uh, fish sticks. You have him to thank. I eat my fish sticks dry. That's I, I get all right. As crispy as I no, I don't even eat fish sticks. <laughs> I, I like got, fish sticks every now and then. I don't. I don't eat fish really. I just it's not for me. How about you? I Phil? got. I got so much tartar. I don't have to dip my fish sticks in shit. <laughs> oh okay. That's Sky like a, point. That's like a, uh, ah, shit. That went over my head too, and it shouldn't. Damn. Phil's got the jokes tonight. Uh, I guess we'll get into it here. Um, so the movie opens with yeah. an assassination attempt on one Saddam Hussein. That's oh, right. The surprising dictator himself. Oh, is he in the first movie? Yeah. As fill, fill us in on some Saddam Saddam backstory <laughs> in Hot Shots. Uh, uh if I if I'm remembering it correctly, they they drop a bomb on him. He's like in his compound, lounging in his poolside, you know, yes. chair, and uh, they drop a bomb and it like lands in his lap. Yes, <laughs> Phil, I can confirm uh, from my reference point being the uh, Simpsons VHS tapes that we had compiled over the uh, years mm. uh, uh, and recording commercial breaks in between sometimes. Yes, uh, I recall that Hot Shots Part uh did feature Saddam Hussein uh, taking a bomb to the gut. And he he died and now he's back just completely intact. You know what? Hey, good for him. That's some, Someday he's going to go down to hell and have a love affair with Satan. <laughs> uh, this movie came out in 1993. He would end up being hanged in uh, 2006, maybe seven. I don't remember. Maybe a little bit later. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. <clears throat> I remember watching the video. That was uh, interesting. I remember not. I was like, I said, there's some things I don't need to see. It happened? Yeah. Oh, Phil, okay. what about you? You watched Saddam die? Uh, I don't <laughs> recall. I don't think I did. All right. Um, so in this, he's perfectly alive, and he is lighting a cigar with, like, an oil derrick cigar lighter. Uh, pretty clever. Pretty clever. This guy is a real dead ringer, uh, and he's looking at his schedule. He's got signed death words, lunch with Gaddafi, execution, birthday party, you know. And uh, this is when we get Miguel Ferrer from RoboCop coming to 90 over 90. They're storming the compound silently while Saddam makes a sandwich. And uh, th- it's the little things, like 2% camel milk that's in his fridge, Aunt <laughs> Jamal, uh, Hungry Nomad. There's going to be some racial shit, guys, you know. There, you um, can't. I don't think you can make an unracist rubber yeah. chicken movie. Well, in this era, especially just so he's got a tan, tan lines on his man boobs from the bra that he wears, I guess, out by the pool. He's sucking in his gut. And these guys are about to storm in with their rifles. Uh, the place is protected by Brinks and Saddam is laying in bed, eating cookies in bed and milk. You know, he's like they're Jojo rabbiting Saddam Hussein, as I like to call it. Uh and he's using a dustbuster or uh, on his dick in bed, and uh, that's when we. Which can't be pleasurable in any way. Like, that's when he, 
<laughs> it's a double cross. That's what ends up happening here. Saddam, with his uh, sleep uh, mask on, he's firing two Uzis while like just kind of just like losing control of his body because of the guns and that he's not seeing anything. He's half asleep. Meanwhile, there's a big shootout outside, and uh, it was it all turns out to be a sabotage, doesn't it? The worst kind. Yes. Yeah. Um, by the way, Saddam is wearing uh, Yankees pajamas, uh, New York Yankee uh, pinstripe pajamas. He falls down his initials, stairs. Right? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he shoots through his door. Like it's just it's a re- like lots and lots of fake bullets and lots of extras with rifles are storming this compound here. It's a big old scene here. And uh, What's the basically, bullet budget like on a movie like this, you got to wonder. Yeah, I do. Uh, Saddam runs right into a, a bug zapper. Blanks. Lots and lots of blanks. And then the shell casings. If we'll animals get to eat that those. Later. Oh, well, yeah. But uh, he falls in his fountain. It's all just a shit show, right? It's. Uh, but what we find out is um, that the team uh, gets taken prisoner. And then there's one more attempt before we even meet our hero or, or like after we meet our hero. And that's, um, that's from, uh, our one guy, our tartar sauce guy, right? Yeah. The, the, the fucking reprising his role from the, the why not guy? Hey, why mm-hmm. not? So, um, basically they, there's what you need to know is that somebody double crossed the U S and they suspect the team is sabotaged by uh, perhaps one double crosser. And that's kind of like the, the mystery element. We will to move ahead. Topper Harley suspects it's Miguel Ferrer, who's there in this opening scene. Um, and his arc is that he lost like his, his groove in battle, so to speak, after this attempted uh, assassination. So it's weird it back. It's weird to find any arc in any character in these movies. Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I guess you give it a little bit of credit because uh, it has some depth to the one dimension. Yeah. But um, now the, the the Admiral Thomas Tug Benson, played by Lloyd Bridges, we kind of he doesn't share any space with Topper uh, until like maybe the third act. Yeah, right? like right at the end. Yeah. But um, there's this funny uh, presidential scene where he's going to, uh, what is it? Like there's a burial going on and um, he's there with the ex-presidents. Don't don't they meet at the, there's like some kind of dinner or whatever. Um, does, don't they meet briefly at, at some, like Benson's giving a speech? Um, probably. I think. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I think think they meet briefly in in like the first or second act. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I could be making that up. No, I mean, you're probably right. I'm just kind of look uh, doing a bird's eye here. Uh, I didn't take notes this time around. But um, big surprise. I haven't in a long time. You know, it's summer vacation, baby. You know, it's just uh, it's been it's been that way for the last year. But yeah. Hey, fun trivia. Valeria Golino, you know, who plays Ramada Rodham Heyman. Yeah. Uh, she uh, said it was the most fun she's ever had working on a film in this movie. So now, come that? on. Now, come on. She she was a part of a circus. And she's going to mm-hmm. tell me that 
Hot Shots Pardieu was the the best. Oh, you're talking experience? about Big Top Peewee, of course. Uh, you know, maybe working with Paul Rubens was just not up to snuff in in terms of working with one Charlie Sheen, especially a jacked Charlie Sheen in 1993. You know. Yeah, that's what she's implying is that she got laid a lot by Charlie Sheen and it's in maybe. his prime. Maybe. Prime Sheen. Prime, prime Sheen. Prime Sheen. Sounds like a product. I was going to say it sounds – that does sound like a hair product. I was going to say it sounds like a transformer just because of the prime. prime I don't know. It's just an what all if, chrome Optimus Prime. <laughs> what if Charlie Sheen was a transformer? What would he transform into? Uh, an ashtray a syringe just <laughs> a smoked like an ashtray with a cigarette butt already put out in it a mountain of cocaine yeah <laughs> and uh it's like how is this useful <laughs> <laughs> what what happens if we do try to use it so we got military advisor colonel denton walters played by richard krenna is he in the previous uh, movie, Phil? Uh, I'm going to guess he wasn't because he asked the blessing of one sliced alone. I don't recall. I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, like I said, I got too many Hot Shots Part Two tabs open. I just can't spare another one right now. Um, but uh, we have CIA official Michelle Rodham Huddleston. Played by Brenda Bach. And uh, this is like the... It's weird. It's like it has like a Bond, like good girl and a Bond bad girl sort of thing it's, going on in this. It's weird because it's like... I don't I don't care for the rubber chicken movies. that, And it's weird because there are some iconic good ones. But for the most part, when you're just spoofing one movie, it's mm-hmm. odd. And like especially because it's like we're jumping into this. I haven't seen Top Gun, so I wouldn't know Hot Shots. Part uh. mm-hmm. I haven't seen Rambo three, which I guess is what this is predominantly based on. So mm-hmm. I I don't know most of these reference points. I couldn't tell you if this Same. is based on any other character. It does feel a little Bondian, but it could be straight out of Rambo three, beat for beat. And we don't do our research on this show, so. There's that also. Like we, we do. He, Dan does intense research on rubber chicken movies. He's got so many tabs <laughs> open right now that the <laughs> FBI is about to bust through the door. This is primarily a Rambo three parody. Uh, <laughs> no credit, but it does have Ryan Styles, says Phil. Well, Phil <laughs> you taking advantage it. of taking advantage of fucking skype features that i didn't even know existed because i'm like what the hell did that happen how oh, where yeah, is there that? is a chat it is it says here i'm gonna look at it it says dicks butts vaginas farts and then it says no credit but it does have ryan styles <laughs> who who would write that i know right that's so immature yeah. but um Ryan Stiles is in this film. We should talk about that because he didn't really do – he hasn't done many movies at all in his uh, career. So, And it's a pretty meaty role for for one Ryan Stiles. It's not bad. It's, I mean it's fairly early Ryan Stiles, so he like probably uh, got a little kick from the UK um, Who's Line and mm-hmm. then you know came over here and then it's like – doing some work trying to find his place drew carey show hasn't started yet that's like the you know you know it's not that odd to see him in this when he he was on a sitcom at least once i don't know if ever again but 
now it's just like him and the other guys are just like die hard gonna whether we want it or not they're gonna make the who's line live by fucking touring and doing live shows all the time mm-hmm. i see some kind of like colin mockery and a, a comedian hypnosis together and i'm like i don't come on <laughs> yeah any excuse to get joel murray and uh um greg proops along for the ride so they could tour a few cities yeah. i do see ads all the time still for their uh comedy tours and stuff like on facebook and I'm like, wow, these guys are still doing it. My, I got to tip my hat to them. Is but, Will uh, Brady still doing that? No, I don't think so. No. I, maybe, like, maybe. occasionally. That's yeah. a shame. But We're like, no, maybe. I don't Yeah, I don't see him in the pictures. It's this other guy, this no. younger dude. It's usually um, all these white losers. These old white losers <laughs> are doing improv. And it's just like, losers? <laughs> these old Canadians. Yeah. Uh, they just look um, at the pictures. So I know I'm I'm kind of skipping around, Phil. I'm not going as micro as uh as I probably should. No, but I it's am. Hot Shots Part Two. If anyone out there is like, wait a minute, I want to hear them talk about every scene, every beat, every gag, every little gag. Yeah. Uh, sorry, folks, not gonna happen. Not this late in the game. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, that opening <laughs> scene was pretty detailed because I was watching it as I was going. You know, just that's a little peek behind the curtain. I was giving you live commentary in that opening compound uh, storming Which scene. would be so much easier to do as a podcast. We would just play the movie. Just yeah. play the movie and react to it live. We should do a live commentary to Hot Shots Part Deux. We should have. Uh, we should. We but, you know, should have done a lot of things. It's too late now to make it's things. too late. It's too late, baby. Too late now. But, to, to, you know, people are counting on this. But anyway... I know so many. They're like guys, comprehensive but also funny. You know, that's what we come here for. And we're just like two and a half hours of funny. Do it. I came Do here it. for the. I came here for the micro analysis. Sorry, guys. I I know. We're let's disappointing really, our guest, no less. Let's get into the head of one Sean Topper Harley. You know, let's oh, he's really got a like. First name. Yeah, <laughs> let's dance around in there. Time. I'll call in, you Topper. In the first movie, he it, it is a Top Gun parody, correct, Phil? Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's he's the Tom Cruise analog. Yeah. And we're and we're laughing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like what seven years after the after Top Gun came out or something like that. I don't know when did Top Gun come out. Was that late eighties or early? 1973. <laughs> That's when Top Gun came out. <laughs> yeah, as young Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek, I believe. <laughs> Top Gun was 86, so that would have been five years later. They're making mm. hot shots. <laughs> it's just funny. But then one that's time, exactly. I think that's exactly what happened with Scream. One time, I briefly convinced a friend that Alfred was <laughs> like 29 in Batman Begins. <laughs> that's why we don't talk anymore. Anyway, um, we meet Topper, and he is—he's um, fucking fighting. He's doing some Thailand cage fighting. 
Okay. And this is uh, – I would assume this is like some Jean-Claude Van Damme, like blood sports shit, where his opponent dips his fists in hot glue, then ice, then nails, and the crowd loves it. They're chanting. But then it's the big reveal, and it's like, who's this muscle-bound freak? He looks just like Sly Stallone, maybe a little bit smaller. Uh, he's got the red headband on. He's got the shaggy hair. And turn around, and like that in, in itself is a punchline that it's Charlie fucking Sheen. <laughs> like, <laughs> with like, I'll have here. Look, guys, <laughs> look at my background. It's literally him. That's like cool. at home, Google Hot Shots Part Two. You'll see the the shot. But um, he he does the uh, and it's like the most memorable gag like one of the most memorable gags in the movie is when he dips his fists in caramel and it's sunday toppings and he chooses and the crowd is like they're sprinkles, like sprinkles gummy bears sprinkles gummy bears it's like intensely uh, I love it. yeah it's I, I delicious like, i want to eat his hands i want him to fist my mouth whoa and perhaps <laughs> whoa and whoa, perhaps whoa. phil to your point, watching them back to back is too much. And just like uh, and for me, just watching one of these, it's like diminishing returns from the, the start to the finish. Like I'm laughing and then I'm laughing less by the time the movie ends. Like it's just how it is with these kinds of movies. I think I'm just beaten down by comedy by the end of these things. Which in so. itself is kind of funny if you think about it, but. They make comedy unfunny and then with enough time make it funny again the way some yeah. are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think you could do it with just like – I think you could do it with a romance movie. If you do like a romance genre where you can actually get into the characters and like they actually have some kind of actual moment of real like – I don't know. That's asking too much of this, just of this subgenre. Never mind. I don't know what you were getting at. Like I was, I would say, I think you could have, I think you can pull that, that kind of thing off where you actually like care about the story enough that those types of gags, like you can kind of wave into like, oh, okay. actual, like, you know, subplot of like, Oh, that's interesting. I'm into these romantic characters for some reason, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think it's uh, I retract my statement. Oh, okay. <laughs> Strike it from the record. I'll cut that out. Yeah, whatever. You know, eventually this becomes, uh, it is a Rambo 3 parody, but also is uh, a bit of an Apocalypse Now parody. And I know I'm jumping ahead, but I who just cares? want to mention that. Like, who cares that it's an Apocalypse Now parody? <laughs> no, who cares that you're jumping ahead? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the call to action, right? We're still in the first act and they find Charlie Sheen doing the cage match. He just dipped his fists in the candy. Um, such gags as, well, he wins the fight by just literally stopping the guy's like foot with his mind. Right. And then he just falls down and just like passes out and the crowd goes nuts. Right. He's like kind of matrixism. Um, Trying to think of what else happens in that scene. Oh, a guy gets his head knocked off like a like a really shitty dummy holding up a John 317 sign gets like roundhouse <laughs> kicked his head right off. And, you know, like that 
classic, just shitty. This cannot even look realistic, and uh, like the worse, the better. And yeah, yeah it looks really the, bad. I was just gonna say the opposite. The better it looks, the worse the gag is. The what's really clever though. Sometimes I really have to respect the ingenuity of these like practical things. Like they had a they they had a person or like, two people on either side of the John three seventeen covering up the head. And then when the camera sort of pushes in, they cue the stagehands to lower the sign to reveal the head of this dummy and then the kick. So it's like they kind of like do like a little here, like a little reveal before the head it like, is. gets kicked off. So that's like I appreciate little flourishes like that. And this movie does oh, have that's that beautiful Jim Abrams <laughs> touch to the comedy. What else has he done? Because I think uh, I like uh, what he's doing here, honestly. Like, if you're going to make a rubber chicken comedy, I think he does a pretty fucking good job with this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, he is one of the guys who uh, was the writer of Airplane. Uh, as okay. far as what else he's directed, I'm looking that up right now because I'm not sure which ones he has. I'm sure, though, that he has directed some of these bad ones. So he's kind of like one of the forefathers of this this very subgenre itself, you know? Um, so well, that's... Oh, so yeah, well, he hasn't. Okay, so he directed. Uh, the last one that he directed was Mafia. Okay, uh, <laughs> with, Jay with Jay Moore, yeah, <laughs> and Lloyd Bridges. And you think like, oh, like it, did he die or something like that? Did I do I have to go deeper into there? But no, he has an upcoming project. So, oh, okay, like, cool. Called Balls of Courage. <laughs> love, love, love <laughs> the title. Sold. Let's go. Um, and then Hot Shots Part Two, Hot Shots. Uh huh. Uh, some other ones but uh oh i guess he directed a uh, airplane too i f- forgot about that i'll tell you what when balls of courage comes out maybe i'll check it out sure you know whatever when, when it comes out netflix I'll give balls of courage a, 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 a spin. prime you know uh, wherever uh, not bad uh, you know yeah. maybe uh, check out uh, balls of courage yeah so. maybe, maybe i'll i'll, uh, I'll feel uh, out I'll, I'll feel how i'll feel out the balls of courage you know, they already Cup. did the balls of thing, balls of fury. Cup you know? the balls, stroke the shaft. <laughs> Cup the balls of, of fury, stroke the shaft, or whatever that new one is. So, balls of uh, fire, yeah. what is it? What's Jim Abrams one? Balls of courage. Balls of courage, and then there's balls of fury. Uh, we're going to live in a world where there's two balls of movies, and you know what? Why not? Buns of steel, remember that? This was around this era. Yeah. 93. Phil, remember Buns of Steel? Do you remember Balls no. of Lead? Because that, uh, that was a big one. That predated uh, the Billy Blanks Tybo, which was like maybe 96. Yeah. I kind of do, like those home workout tapes. Yep. Buns yeah, of I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Five my mom had it, and it was just a close-up of a woman's, like, thigh and side like in a in like a very bright blue spandex and uh very just like, 80s this looking attire <laughs> yeah. buns of steel buns yeah, of do steel that. i remember mom did the video one time and then never put it on again that's how it goes just <laughs> With, sat there uh, most i'd say most americans can um, we get rid of this thing no <laughs> she, she would not let no. us get rid of it no no I need to look at it so I could feel bad about myself every <laughs> week. Um, so uh, the, the refusal, it's funny because first Topper beats the shit out of this guy in the ring. And then he's apparently he's practicing Buddhism 
in seclusion <laughs> since the last movie. But he's also, when they see him, he's working as like a blacksmith. He's like welding. <laughs> and like, ching, ching, like that classic, uh, like Braveheart kind of, like I'm sure it was, uh, when did Braveheart come out? Like 93, 94? Anyway. Okay, so this is like what a, one of those night movies. But um, he refuses... Uh, uh, Brenda Box and Richard Crenna's uh, call to action, right? He says, no, I can't do it. I, just, I, just, I can't do it. He says, no, so, I already went through this once in the Air Force. I'm not doing this kind of thing again. Thus leading to an extended flashback of uh, a Lady in the Tramp parody, uh, like shot for shot. you got to appreciate that. Where him and uh, Valeria Golino go out to dinner and they do the spaghetti bit and the noodle bit and, you know, all that. It's, I mean, we of course have seen this so, so many times. Sure. But so, like, I wonder how fresh it was because I'm assuming that the reason they were doing this is probably because it was around the time that Lady and the Tramp was like getting re released in theaters and then on home video in the clamshell case and whatnot. From the so, vault. Yeah, from the vault. So. Yeah, I I just was this an early one? Do we give them credit for it, or were like, do we say nope? I'm sorry, it's already been done eight thousand times before this. How about how well it's been done though? Like, how about maybe even if it's a little late, maybe like because I thought it was like I don't know, like <laughs> they're doing it shot for shot. There's some uh, it's a faithful I, recreation. I will say I appreciated the detail of having like a big fat dude come out with the accordion and like a little other looking, kind of, like, like yeah, cartoons straight like, up playing yeah. the same looking yeah, I liked that. Phil, what'd you think of this uh, Lady in the Tramp parody? I actually did really enjoy the the gag where he's eating the shoelace and, and her foot comes up and smacks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> they do take some liberties. I don't believe that happens in Lady and the Tramp, but uh, uh, you yes, don't remember uh, like how Lady like before they can even run away, they have to like get her her shoes. Mm-hmm. You're, now that you mentioned it, Jer. Yep. But she says, uh, uh, Valeria Ramada to. Uh, to, to Topper Harley, kiss me like you've never kissed me before. And he goes straight for her nose. He puts like her whole nose in his mouth and he like sucks on it. It's just the greatest <laughs> filming experience I ever had. <laughs> she loves getting her nose sucked on by Sheen. Oh gosh, she's, she's got a nose fetish, but when people do stuff to her nose. Ah, uh, it's like. Don't do it to do it to me, but I'm not gonna do it to you. My nose is an erogenous zone. I can't explain <laughs> it. Uh, Phil is. I assume she's in the last movie. Uh. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, she okay. was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, good. Because that would be really <laughs> oh, weird. Shit, good. Oh, oh shit, good. I'm having a party. Uh, two weeks later. So this is just a couple weeks later after he refuses the call to action, after he flashes back and has a PTSD, you know, flashback about Valeria Golina, Golino and sucking on her nose and her having to say goodbye to her. Right. Like they they separated. He had to separate himself from her just because of. Uh, um, Reasons. Yeah. That elude me at this time. But they basically. um I think she went on to fight and like, and he said, no, I can't do that anymore. Am I right, Phil? <laughs> Is that like the gist? 
she she couldn't tell him why she oh. left, but we find out that That's it was right. because the reason we don't know, guys, is because it it be, it comes to light later in the narrative. It's actually yes. kind of a twist. So yeah. yeah. So Topper, so keep that and keep that in mind. So Topper learns that those of you keeping track at home and <laughs> taking your tallies. It's so in mind. Colonel, Colonel Walters, uh, Richard Crenna, the inventor of tartar sauce, he gets captured by the Iraqis. If that was during... his credit that he required in the movie. Richard Crenna, mm-hmm. inventor of tartar sauce. I it's would like, be. His name is extremely long compared to all the others in the cast. I mean, like, hey, let's let's really break this down. You got fucking people like Arnold Palmer that name the fucking drink after themselves. Like, how full of yourself are you? How full of Arnold Palmer Palmer are you? And then you got guys like Krenna, who are just like, it doesn't need to be called Krenna sauce. What if it was called tartar sauce, you know? Like the teeth thing. Like like the teeth. Like the teeth. Yes, like the teeth. Like the teeth. Like the teeth thing. And they're like, you're crazy for this one, Krenna, but you know what? This tastes delicious. And he Krenna, said, you Fuck son yeah. of a bitch. You're crazy for this one, Krenna. Krenna, it's never going to work. You think that they're going to buy something that's going to remind them of their bad teeth? Not Krenna, guys, because around now, George H.W. Bush is popular. Yeah. So they no said, not Krenna, popular. <laughs> but, not oh, yeah. Krenna, we did mention earlier when Lloyd Bridges gets introduced on TV, he um like whacks like Gerald Ford with a shovel and like it's no, a classic. He whacks like, he whacks everyone but Gerald. But Ford. Gerald Ford. Uh, so he was the one who falls down just like because all the other presidents fell down. No, yeah, cause yeah, cause he had a reputation for being clumsy. Right. I was wondering who that was. I thought I figured it was him or Carter. It was hard to see in the. Like yeah, it was resolution yeah. <laughs> intentionally so because they didn't yeah. want anybody to realize it's just doubles. But you know that classic bit that kind of to me I think still kind of works just because it's clever. It's and I'm, like Laurel and Hardy, Three Stooges did the the two by four behind the back. You're turning. My attention's called over here, so I whack the guy standing next to me, and then mm-hmm. I turn over here because his whack drawed my attention to the opposite side, and now I've hit the other guy. I feel like that. Yeah, it's, it is. It's classic. And he um, does that in this scene with the ex-presidents. So it's funny just to see them get fucked up <laughs> like, yeah. and, and fall on the ground. And Ford, uh, you know, it is kind of now you mention it, it's like pretty clever, right? even though it's it's low hanging fruit. You know, I love any time someone gets hit in the head with the blunt object. <laughs> let, let it be known. Uh, quote Jer on that. I think um, Reagan took a shot in the pills from like the the handle of the shovel. I think if I'm remembering oh, right. Nancy, I took one in the jelly beans. And, uh, <laughs> it uh, <laughs> it killed him. Cra- cra- wait, cradled the jelly beans and stroked the shaft. Nancy, Nancy. oh, oh God. I'm I'm more than aware of what's going on now. <laughs> have you Phil are you on Mommy Cradle the balls Mommy Nim 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 Tell me That's I not even that's not boy, even mommy. a word But uh Nim, nim Mommy 
<laughs> I want a silk screen shirt of Ronald Reagan. It just says yum yum underneath his face. If I gave you that for Christmas, you'd completely forget what that was. <laughs> and you'd be like, what the fuck is this? You're right. I can't. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I would love to immediately write that down as a Christmas present, but there's no way. I'd have to remind you of the episode, and you'd be like, oh, oh okay, I, I guess. No, because then it, there would be a lapse, and I'd go, <laughs> and I would start laughing. Um, but uh, yeah, yum yum, yum yum, yum yum, mouthful of jelly beans, yum yum yum. Somebody badly photoshops like a bunch of jelly beans in an open mouth Reagan photo. Candied yams, Nancy, yams. Um. I was going to say, uh, I think Michael Showalter's uh, portrayal as Reagan in uh, the Wet Hot American Summer prequel and sequel series is pretty funny. Because like, they just do uh, such a terrible job at making him look like it. They just slap these shitty wrinkles on his face and like just call it a day. He just goes, well, I'm Reagan. Uh, yeah, funny shit. Well, but, um, well. Well. He did say well a lot. Well. <laughs> I brought well. along my rapid Roddy Reagan team. <laughs> Good catch. Good. Uh, I believe that's a uh, that's a uh, not a syndicated Simpsons joke. You have to watch like OG cuts, which is easy to find, but for a the while DVDs it wasn't. Too, if they have. Yeah, but the rap and Reagan bit on Simpsons, <laughs> he did say well a lot. <laughs> well, 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 Great president, great time in history. Uh, <laughs> so what's his name gets taken uh krenna krenna sauce and uh, that's when topper realizes he has to go and and you know intervene in this iraqi situation so this movie is really it's a hostage rescue movie he assembles his crew including a strange lover ramata radam Heyman, valeria golino uh, every time i refer to a character it's a fucking mouthful so i'm just gonna call her uh golino Gina. Call her Gina. Gina from uh, from Pee Wee. Um, so yeah, he assembles his assemble your crew, as Prince would say. Uh, <laughs> I say that for Phil. Uh, but um, he reconsiders the CIA's plea. Arrives at the White House during a diplomatic dinner with the Japanese Prime Minister. Uh, after the events, uh, oh yeah, Michelle Huddleston seduces Topper in the backseat of her car. And that's when we get, and I had to look this up, the spoof of No Way Out. I guess there's a sex scene in the back of a car that's like steamy, but. I, I liked the links that this, at which this mm-hmm. one went like, yeah, and, and it gets called back to later, which was icing on the cake. What the driver like trying yeah. to watch them. He yeah. goes to Every the driver goes to great lengths. He follows them home eventually. It operates a camcorder outside their window as they make sweet love. But uh like they're into it. Like they smile and they put up the partition, but like they smile before they put up the partition. Anyway, it is like like it's funny because we haven't mentioned um a movie we have already done on this show, Loaded Weapon One, his brother trying to do the exact same thing and, and not trying, but doing the exact same thing he's doing. In this movie, I guess like they both had a soft spot for these kinds of movies or like Martin Sheen did and they were both trying to please dad. But either way, 
there was a period in the early 90s where Sheen and Estevez are doing these rubber chicken comedies, right? Well, I, I it feels more like maybe Sheen did it and they were like, oh, he did it well. Let's get his brother to do one, too. And he's just <laughs> like, OK, I guess it's either this or another Mighty Ducks movie. And then he yeah, ended maybe. up doing another Mighty Ducks movie anyway. Yeah, I guess. And then he I just like disappeared. I like to think of it as Martin Sheen sitting in the den between movies himself and going, you know, I really like these naked gun movies, guys. And they're like, well, we got to please dad. And he goes, you're right, brother. And then they both do. They go on their separate paths and they do that. Like they both looked in the mirror. They're like, who do I look the most like? And Charlie <laughs> Sheen thought Stallone and Estevez thought Mel Gibson. And they said they then they clasped, they gave each other a high five clasp, mm-hmm. really intense. And then they went separate ways. And they, haven't, they didn't talk for years until they did that HBO uh, porno brothers movie. Yeah. What Select was that it. one? Uh, the the Porno Brothers movie. Rated, <laughs> Rated X, I think it was called. That made-for-TV movie where they're like, Sheen and Estevez working together. Hey, you know how much they get along. Besides uh, Young Guns, which is, uh, hey, Sheen and Estevez working together. Hey. hey. Do you guys, are you Young Guns fans? You you two young men? Jer and Phil? Don't think no, I've I don't remember it. seeing it. I, I'm not sure oh, I've ever okay. seen it. It's kind of it's 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 fun. It's a little weird though, because Terrence Stamp is this English guy who adopts like these like a little too old to be kids. Kids like Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips. He's like, I want you all boys to live in my house and I'll take <laughs> care of you. And it's like, oh, I'm sure you do. A little creepy. It's a little. I'm just saying. And Billy the Kid is Emilio Estevez, and uh, um, yeah, it's it's a fun movie once you get past the weird Terrence Stampness of it <laughs> uh, that you that I project onto it. Um, but really, he's just a splinter figure. But uh, anyway, uh, okay, they get to Iraq after making sweet love in the 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 back of the car. Um, such gags as um, gosh. Well, he uh, just records with everything. I, like, he, should he I takes... cue up the scene and just do a live commentary? No, just, uh, please don't. Yeah. All right. We were talking about the that. gags in the lovemaking scene. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you remember any uh, key ones? Um, she's got when, a, when, he, when he's when they're in the car, he's trying to like undo her bra from the back. I think she's got like this, like the sliding like chain. Nah. Keep on your door, you know. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, there's a there's a, a headlights gag like a year before Dumb and Dumber, where it's like mm. blinding his eyes. Ah, jeez. Ah. Those knockers <laughs> uh, are just too amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so bright. Do you think she never casually said knockers? I love to think about like which <laughs> terms celebrities like yeah. just use. Like, like what does this person say when they're when they mean I'm gonna take a shit or like I have to take a pee? Right. Like, like I don't even say take a pee. I don't know why I said that now. You know, but like, like yeah, does somebody did, say did like, Alan Rickman call it like this is my ding dong? Like he only called it his ding dong. Yeah, say hello to my Peter. Or Bruce was like, it's funny you call it Ding Dong because I call it my uh, my little friend, you know, like Scarface. So they're like, Bruce calls it his little friend. It's really just what ce- celebrities call their dicks. Yeah, that. Like, is, yeah. And it's just like, which, like, who who's just like, 
Like, I want to go squeeze the sponge. Who's saying take a leak? Who's Brain saying the squeeze balls. the sponge? Who's saying drain Broke the lizard? The shaft. I'm going to go uh, take a squeege. Do you think Sly Stallone is a squeege guy? A squirt? I'm going to take a squirt. Uh, I'm going to go drop a piddle. A piddle. A piddle. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Cradle the balls. Stroke the pee-pee. Stroke the pee-pee. It's okay if a little comes out. Yeah. Good on your hands is sterile. Who cares? <laughs> Good nutrients. You're always clean with it. What would Reagan call it? Well, I'd call it yum-yum juice. Nancy, <laughs> I'm going to go dribble. <laughs> <laughs> He would. <laughs> and I imagine every time Reagan, no matter his age, even as a young man, it just dribbles out. It, it's all. That drip, man. Drip, drip. And the weakest urethra. Yeah. Worst stream. Worst presidential stream uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, Barack, thick stream. Very heavy. You would hear it in other rooms. It would wake up the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Biden, with Biden, you can hear it. It's weird because you hear it hitting the toilet at first and then it, it leaves the toilet. You still hear it hit the tiles because he misses. <laughs> <laughs> That's Biden when he pisses. Just gets all over the bathroom. They have to clean it up every fucking night. It's just a disgrace. Like, on, and Trump, Trump, his was just on women, you know, yeah. in bed and being on him. Just from what like, I understand, right, I have to go to the bathroom bringing a woman. It's from what I understand. <laughs> only maybe only in Russia, allegedly. But um, anyway, great president, great time in history. <laughs> uh, Miguel Ferrer is Commander Arvid Harbinger. Mm. Okay, and he lost his groove Harbinger. since that that open opening siege in Iraq that attempted assassination against uh, Saddam Hussein. So he's got to get his groove back, and Topper's going to help him along the way. Leading up to that memorable quote where he says, War, it's fantastic, to the camera, with just the biggest shit-eating grin. Um, I feel like that scene gets singled out along with the fist fight that we just we talked about earlier. Like... People seem to latch onto that Miguel for because it like it you can take it out of context you could apply it to whatever fucked up context it's, it's you want. It's a meme in and of itself. You just exactly. turn the sound off and it's a meme. You put your text mm-hmm. above it. Um, so they take over control from uh, Miguel Ferrer and like I said earlier, uh, Topper suspects that he was the one who kind of uh, fucked up the mission, the assassination attempt. But. Um, he informs them they have only 11 hours to free their prisoners. So we have a time bomb element, right? Michelle orders Topper and Harbinger to lead officers Rabinowitz, Rabinowitz, uh, Ryan Stiles, sure. and Williams, officers Michael Colliar, uh, through the jungle. This is where we get our apocalypse now of it all, uh, where they get on a, a riverboat and we even get a Martin Sheen cameo. Where he says, uh, they both say, I loved you in Wall Street, because that was their big crossover movie. Um, did you guys see Wall Street? 
I saw Wall Street a long time ago. Dad Probably made me watch it. Probably a long time ago, yeah. I like Wall Street. You know, it's like one of the few Oliver Stone movies that I will watch again, you know? So, yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's like, you can watch that and you can watch Wolf of Wall Street. And I guess that's just like the modern Wall Street, basically just more coked out and like crazy comedic energy. So, I guess... Most people would choose Wolf over just regular on any given weekend. But if you get tired of Wolf, I say go for regular. Um, anyway, they go to the jungle. Uh, was that too much? <laughs> no, it's just it's it's funny. I just think of it like that is like food grading, you know, like, oh, yeah. this, well, this this is Wolf. So yeah, if you can't handle it, then you just go back to regular. <laughs> it's weird, though. Like, can you think of... Um, and I know they're like every movie, you know, they're like snowflakes. But like, is there like a, a an audience now, like a Zer or an Alpha generation, they're gonna be like, okay, I want to watch a, a capitalistic greed movie. And they're like, well, you got Wolf and you got regular Wall Street. Like nine out of ten times, most of the newer audiences are gonna pick Wolf. I wonder, like the. Is it the more uh, saturated you get with the genre, the the more it's gonna get set to the wayside? Is that my point? No, at a certain point, like Wolf, Wall Street itself will be looked at as a classic and then is like viewed in that regard as opposed to Wolf of Wall Street, which is still more modern. So, mm. you know, and then, you know, that'll be the ultra classic and then there's Wolf and then there'll be a new one with the, the wings of Wall Street. The wings of Wall Street. It's much oh. more hopeful. I like Balls of Wall Street. Balls personally. of Ball Street. They should make Balls Ball Street. Uh, get on that, guys. Mm-hmm. By the way, Mr. Bean is in this movie, you guys. He comes up a little bit later. <laughs> He's their prisoner. He's the guy they're after, like the main target. Not target, but like you know, the the guy they got to get out of there. Him Rescue. and Lloyd Bridges doing saving the movie in many ways for me. Rowan Atkinson, even though he's got uh, like a minute and a half of screen time. That's true. Like that is uh, another scene that kind of gets. Because, like, I did, like, the, the preliminary research I did was, like, going on YouTube and, and finding what scenes and what clips appeal the most to the users and what gets, like, the most hits and stuff. Seems to be his all of his scenes <laughs> and the other ones that I mentioned that got singled out. The sex scene, you know. But uh, the gag set pieces. He walks away clean in this. I'd say walks away uh, with a plus top marks on his, his record he even did a bond movie uh never say never again which, you know arguably a bond movie to some i i consider it a bond movie certainly but he's like he's speaking guys and like i know bean when did bean premiere i think mr bean was like 89 like the first one yeah so like we know him as a guy who primarily is just like uh like a little tramp he, he doesn't talk <laughs> I mean, no, he's done everything. He's done the witches by now. He was in that. Oh, that's true. He does. Uh, he also did. Uh, he's in the Lion King. Uh, I mean, but that's a year later. Black Adder, I think maybe when even was predates. Black yeah, it that, might even predate Bean. I, I feel like that I think does about predate it. Bean. Sorry, UK audience, uh, if you're listening. Uh, I don't know. I don't probably not <laughs> like these fucking Yanks. <laughs> but um, he's in this. Like, he's great. Um, Ryan Styles, like, sure, I'll take him. <laughs> so they go to the jungle. And uh, in the forest, the men encounter an intelligence contact. Turns out to be Topper's former lover. That's right, Gina. Uh, 
so it's like, whoa, whoa, drama. A little wrench got thrown into my plan here. Oh, hey, she's just getting hot in here, or is it just me? Oh, I would love to see Charlie Sheen, like, do stand-up. In, in like a, <laughs> in, but, like, in the context of fiction. Not, like, in real life, but, like, you know. Oh, like, like a movie like about a, a stand-up? Yeah. I, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be into it. Just, like, bad, but, like, bad, like, uh, observational <laughs> comedy. Like, just, like, like you know. Current Sheen or Prime Sheen? Like, Prime Sheen. No one right. wants to see Current Sheen do anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, Prime Sheen stand-up comedy movie where he's, like, you're saying, like, a shitty stand-up, basically. Like, banal observation. But slightly with no tie. Uh-huh. Jeans, that kind of a comic. What Got about... It. What about Sheen uh, portraying Jerry Seinfeld in a biopic? What's the deal with uh, airline food? These peanuts, right? What? It's always the peanuts that I go straight to when it comes to Seinfeld. Why don't they just make the whole thing out of the black box? And wh- who's shaving just make the whole thing bathrooms? out of the peanuts? Who's <laughs> <laughs> got Wolfman on board? Um, I'm telling you for the last time, guys. You remember that? He told us for the last time in 1997. Yeah. There was a 98. There's a funeral for his jokes at the beginning of that movie, you guys. It's crazy. Yeah. All the big names of HBO were there. (laughs) Robert Klein and George Carlin and. I don't remember any others. Uh, our references, a lot, a lot of mid '90s references on this show. You love them, mm-hmm. you admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go, and uh, it turns out uh, Ramada. She explains, okay, as we mentioned earlier, I was asking Phil, why, what is the nature of her leaving, right? Well, it's because it's a very much like, uh, let's say it's like a Wild Wild West situation with Salma Hayek. Where, remember, she her husband is uh, being held hostage, I believe, by Loveless. And so she uses Jim West and Artemis Gordon to kind of, like, get her husband back. It's It's a bit like that. But she catches feelings along the way. And that's why it was hard. It's hard for both of them. So there's a very, there's a real human drama romance at the center of this movie. You know. The kind that you should be able to latch onto and get you through the movie, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, Mr. Abrams, you just didn't tap into the to, to, to the love actually of it all. Oh, classic film, classic era in cinema, uh, classic cast, classic president, classic president, absolutely. You got by Billy, Billy Bob, Bob Thornton. Thornton. <laughs> Who makes a pass at the uh, the everyone the one that everyone calls fat but isn't fat in the movie? Uh, yeah, great president, great time. Great president, great time. Uh, that scene with the cue cards is not creepy at all. It's very romantic. Uh, it's good. So anyway, most yeah, of that movie is yeah. uh, should be relationship goals. I think if you can get Pick a dynamic. Story. A dynamic where your best friend secretly loves your wife and, and got kissed by her while you were inside watching uh, uh, TV while carolers, quote unquote, were outside. I think it's a great dynamic to be in. Yeah. I yeah. think if your husband or wife, doesn't really matter, is uh, having an affair, emotional affair with uh, his his or her assistant, 
mm-hmm. and you're the one who's in the other room having to suck up uh, every ounce of pain for the, oh. for the pre- presentation of the family yeah, uh, so that they don't l- catch on to any of the pain. Uh-huh. Who wouldn't want that? But she got, Jared, to be fair, she got a Joni Mitchell CD. Again, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> Phil's like, what the fuck are you guys going on about? Uh, love, actually, is the answer. Uh, one of the most confounding Christmas classics, <laughs> modern Christmas classics. A movie of, that's uh, like cinema. oddly fun to watch every five mm-hmm. years. That is my yeah. interval of love actually dosage. I Once every five yet. years. But I'm embarrassed to admit that, you know? It's like the way guys admit uh, they, you they've like only to, seen you, you like 300 Memorial once. Day. Oh, Labor Day, Jer, Labor to be Day. fair. Sorry, sorry, Labor yeah. Day. Memorial but, Day. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sh- I shamelessly uh, – first it was ironic, and now I shamelessly am a fan of Labor Day with Josh Brolin and Kate uh, Winslet, where he teaches her how to make a peach pie, and he says, let's put a roof on this house, when they put the crust on top together. <laughs> <laughs> I Jesus mentioned that Christ. in our last episode. <laughs> the exact same thing. But, like, but it's, it's worth it. mentioning because everyone should see Labor Day. And everyone should put, who hasn't seen it. But everyone should put a house on their a roof on their crust house. Let's put a roof on this house, so to speak. Yeah, it takes a steady hand and a steady heart. He says to her while <laughs> he's moving her hands <laughs> through the peaches. It's so good. It's so good, you guys. Uh, is she dead is the whole time? Is that the the thing? Oh, I won't say anything. <laughs> is she is she baking a pie with his memory? <laughs> no, is the answer. <laughs> but you'd be surprised just how integral that pie is to the movie and like like the aftermath. I mean, so you got to labor over something in the in Labor Day. <laughs> exactly, but like as and just to to just to sum it all up for you listening out there, to quote Josh Brolin in the film, uh, in regards to you guys whether or not you should watch Labor Day. Frankly, this needs to happen. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. Um. So anyway, that's like that's just like free, that's free gold for you guys out there. Everyone's like most on most weekends. Most people out there, they're like, "Wow, what should we watch? Oh, what's on Netflix?" That's like that's just a free one for you guys. Like, Labor Day. Labor Day. Don't sleep on Labor Day. Absolutely not. Even though you have the day off, spend it. Watching, watching Labor Day. Labor Day. And then uh, make a pie with and a I loved think women, one. Honestly, I think women who are going into labor should watch Labor Day while they're going into labor. And if they can, bake a pie while you're going into labor. Labor takes a put long a, time, ladies. Put a roof on that house. You know? <laughs> Is it laborious to watch the movie? <clears throat> laborious? Like as yes. in labor? Yes. Uh, no, it's a joy. No, no. it's like, it's funny. It's That's treat. the one time. It's kind of like the gray man. <laughs> you see the gray man um, in that it's just a joy. <laughs> Start to finish. Great time in cinema. 
great uh, movie, great time in cinema where we're not overlooking any because it's not oversaturating on streaming, which isn't as uh, significant as theatrical. Great time in cinema. Mm-hmm. Great time. But, uh, great, great president. I do. Here's what I will say, though. I'm being cheeky, but the playing field for guys like us, indie filmmakers who do have a shot at streaming, is the playing field is getting more level. It is like that is kind of a plus for small time guys like like us or me. I will say me. I won't say you guys, but because I don't want to call you small time. But uh, it's kind of refreshing when I hear Tarantino like being outspoken on his podcast or whatever, saying like streaming movies just don't matter. All right. Like what was the last like streaming movie that you like remember? Okay, like it also it almost kind of tickles me because eventually he like his that's just going to get drowned out by more and more streaming titles, like going straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. All this to say that the, the playing field is more level um, for filmmakers. Take that, Quentin. That I, I like I get what he's saying. Do you get what he's saying? Like streaming movies just don't have the same oomph as like theatrical movies. I, I yeah, I, but we're of a generation that was more emphatic about the theatrical experience. As we talked about, everything was good when we saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think newer, younger generations don't care as much because it's just the accessibility. Phil? And also the theater is, is experience can suck a lot. Mm. No, I, I agree with that. I think streaming has um, in a lot of ways taken away a little bit from like the the majesticness, if I can use that as a word of going to the theater like it's going to the theater is not as big a deal as it used to be, I feel like. Agree. In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's almost like a, a no, it, it's becoming a novelty. Like this will be a lark. Let's watch this movie on the big screen in public with people. Like because yeah. it's just got, especially since COVID, so mm-hmm. used to just this is how we watch movies, like streaming on our TVs at home. See now, like I, if I'm gonna go see a movie in the theater, I look for like, ideally to have a very large crowd. Like I, I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. to have that communal experience because otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. In a way, <clears throat> just wait 90 on... days. If you can, can you do that? Because that's all it takes. Sometimes less. In a way, we focus on what makes the theatrical experience important through COVID. You know, you don't know what you have till it's gone, so to speak. But um, also, just like you have the option, like like the movie's going to be in streaming in two weeks. But it's not about that. You know, devil's advocate. It's about the communal experience, as you say. Like it becomes more highlighted in that way. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, we digress. Going back to this, they're in Iraq. <laughs> back to part two. Back to part two. More importantly, Dexter is married to Gina Rowan Atkinson. He's a CIA training pilot who was lost, presumed dead and uh, left Topper. So she, she left uh, when uh, she learned that he was still alive. She had loyalty to her husband, right? Although Topper and his team survive an Iraqi attack on their river patrol boats, very apocalypse now uh, Michelle informs President Benson they have gone missing. So we get some scenes of Lloyd Bridges back at uh, the office. He's got a Lincoln head cookie jar. He takes like the top half of Lincoln's hat off. Cookie? I remember that. Uh, young lady, he offers her a cookie. She's like, I don't want one. He's like, no, I'm offering him a young lady. Like that's like Brilliant. one of the – Crushing it. 
memorable. Really? And it's like, yeah, okay. It's it's pretty funny grandpa shit. Like, yeah. It was a great um, time in movies. Great, great president. Great performance. Great time in cinema. Great actor. Great film. Great family tree. Uh, uh, five out of ten. So, uh, he so he catches wind of this, and he he needs to eventually intervene, but not uh, 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 not quite yet. So as they move toward the prison camp, Topper suspects Harbinger Miguel Ferrer of being the saboteur, and Gina reveals her husband is among the hostages. So two kind of things are coming to light here: some paranoia, but also some some secrets are being revealed. So sneaking inside the grounds, they steal the guards' keys. And they release Colonel Walters. And is this the chicken scene? Or is this uh, later? The, the chicken Might... happens a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. This is like a they're dicking around with like the keys and like making all the noise possible while the guard is sleeping on the desk. Mm-hmm. He's trying to like use, I don't know, even, I don't even remember what, like a broom handle or whatever. And yeah, like. Presses, turns on a radio, knocks it against a fan. I think it goes um, up the guy's nose. I think, uh, yeah, it does come up a little bit later. I'm sorry, I'm like, did we skip? Did we skip over all the shell casings in the boat? I think we did. The, okay, let's talk about the shell casings <laughs> in the boat. <laughs> Great gag. So break it down for us, Phil. <laughs> So I don't know where he's got all this ammunition coming from, but they're on the boat in the river. Um, <laughs> their fishing boat is, is is getting boarded, and Charlie Sheen is in this little little dinghy, and he's just unloading his machine gun. <laughs> and you just see <laughs> slowly in like cutaway shots, it comes back to him, and then the pile of empty shells is just growing and growing until it's like up to his belly button and he's just yes <laughs> that's actually one of the the stills i was going to use for my background here on skype it was the still of him like up to his waist in bullet casings <laughs> and from a distance it looks like a pile of shit that he's just standing in like when i yeah. squint but uh yeah that was uh that was funny any ex like excess is the middle name of these kinds of movies but here's something i noticed in these they kind of recycle the same gag a few times in in certain ways one of which is when ryan styles and and he kind of leads the pack and he's like oh we can't get through this gate it's locked and it's just like a little tiny white picket gate that you can reach over and unlock you know like ah shit but then rowan atkinson He's like, they tied my shoelaces together. Double knot. I, I can't leave. Right. Yeah. So, like, and I think there's one more where it's like. Somebody, uh, when the, the person who needs the keys can, like, almost completely get out of the yeah, cage. Yeah, Walter. He so just walk out of the, he literally walks out of the cage to get the keys <laughs> and then unlocks the fucking cage. Yes. Uh, thus waking the guard. And then, like, their big stealth mission uh, ends up going tits up. Uh. Uh, Ramada, Gina, she gets shot, right? And you see that bullet, like, it's like a cartoon. It, like, literally just stops in her locket. Like, the very tip of the bullet is stuck in her <laughs> locket. Like, <laughs> usually these things get smashed or, like, in pieces. But no, like, full bullet intact. She, they, Charlie Sheen, like, talks to her. She's on the ground. It seems like she's going to die. And uh, he sees that in the locket, it's, pic- it's a picture of him and her. She never stopped loving him and so 
it proves to him that what does she they, care about retrieving her husband it's uh, let's hope that he like maybe dies under hilarious circumstances at the very end and they can be together you know but uh meanwhile so miguel ferrer he's panicking during this uh, scene and it, it convinces harley that he can't be the saboteur this guy's totally he's bawling his eyes out here he's got ptsd so he teaches him how to how to sack up again so to speak get your balls of fury get your balls of whatever that other one was on and start shooting yep balls thank you balls of courage and fury courage and and fury just get your balls out just start balling it up and he uh he starts fucking shit up again and he looks at the camera and says that famous meme line that we said already you know war is fantastic uh we're getting we're getting near to saddam's palace which means we're getting to the end of the movie here right oh, is there anything else we want to talk goodness. about the third act here the the kill count yes that was that was clever in that they also i have to assume they are literally counting the bodies in robocop and uh what was the other one uh total recall yeah, because Total Recall had something like 248 like deaths, and like basically, the, for those of you who don't know, there's a superimposed graphic on the screen while Charlie Sheen is just unloading on all these Iraqis, and the kill counter just shoots up. It doesn't even stop. It's just ting 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 ting. And once it hits a certain number, it's, it says RoboCop, like same as RoboCop. And once it hits a certain other number, it says same as Total Recall. Once he gets like 250, like it says that. I've never, I admittedly have never seen Total Recall. The body count is 250 in that fucking movie. That's insane. I, 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 I number one, I don't know. Number yeah. two, I don't really believe that they're sitting there counting the number of yeah. bodies like for Actually, this movie. But maybe they had access like to that information. Like maybe that was like like maybe. Scarface, for example. You know, we know how many fucks are said in that sure. because of the blink theories. But um. You know, like there are certain counters of that. Phil's got an actually what now? <laughs> no, no, I was just saying they're not actually watching. Oh. Or counting. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, have like, an actual count. So you were like, actually, I know firsthand. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit, Phil sorry knows to the disappoint, kill count. guys. Because as I was sure. preparing for this episode, I watched both of those movies too, and I oh, counted shit. the bodies myself. That is a lot of research, actually, and I, I commend it. Here, I'm going to look up RoboCop body count just to, like, see. I want to see if the filmmakers did their due diligence. No, Maybe, it's yeah. not. It's 28. <laughs> 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 it's 28, guys. Um, so, yeah, they're just fucking around in this movie. Uh, joke's on us for, for taking the time to dissect it, but um yeah that kill counter is is a funny gag despite its inaccuracy <laughs> and lloyd bridges this is one a, one situation where i don't care for excess uh-huh and lloyd bridges gets into a uh uh lightsaber battle like and you know we're we're laughing we're still parodying star wars yeah it's uh, a Sodom. three they're yep. like you know what mel brooks didn't do it well enough Mm-hmm. so Sodom gets a, a Vader voice, and then, like, he sucks on an inhaler, and his voice is normal again. So, like, ha-ha. He has a gruff voice because of Vader. Uh, there is a funny quote from Bridges, killing it. Uh, do, you, do either of you want to recite it? 
I'm gonna mess it up. Is it when he like he first arrives and he's like, "Let's do like, this the old Navy way. First to die loses." <laughs> oh, there's that one. I think it was like uh, my favorite was like, "It looks like the upper hand is on the other foot." That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, turn of phrase. He fucks up, but I love the old Navy line. <laughs> first one to die loses. <laughs> That's like, it's like that transcends uh, uh, most of this rubber chicken bullshit, you know. Um, so, yeah, he, you know, he's he's duking it out with Sodom while we're cutting between the action outside. Um, Colonel Walters and the remainder of the team prepare to leave in Michelle's rescue copter. But Ramada stops upon seeing the CIA agent who once was her college roommate. Michelle reveals herself to be the mall declaring that she remains bitter over a past misunderstanding with Michelle and acted out of jealousy over Topper's affections for Gina. So as you know, bitches be crazy. So our real rat is the chick that he banged in the in the car. So there you go. Um we can't we can't just gloss over the mm. um the uh Terminator two reference. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, doesn't the, Sodom? The, yeah, yeah, the, what the is liquid. It? Yeah, yeah, the liquid metals. <laughs> he gets sprayed with a Sodom Hussein gets uh, sprayed with a fire extinguisher by President Barton and his pet Yorkshire Terrier, by the way. And the pressurized nitrogen freezes their bodies, which shatter into pieces, uh, a la Terminator 2. The pieces liquefy, and uh, it reforms into Hussein, who is now has dog ears and fur and a nose. So him and the dog are like T-1000, basically. Uh, interesting twist. <laughs> He's when, a when dog, did, man. When did ter- that Terminator come out? Was that 92? 91. 91? Yeah. Damn. They should have called that movie... And Reagan should have been called Yim 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 Yim. President Yim Yim went to go see today. Thought it was very good. Well, I thought it was pretty good, Nancy. Do you think Reagan ever tried the popcorn trick with Nancy? Why don't you reach in there, Nancy? Yim Yim. Go ahead. There's something special at the bottom there. Because he would just dribble onto the popcorn. Sorry. It's not butter. Don't eat the yellow corn. (laughs) How am I not supposed to do that? (laughs) Reagan pissing on popcorn. I didn't expect to be going there uh, tonight, but here we are. Uh, Yeah, Saddam Hussein turns into a dog man. (laughs) Long story short. Uh, it wraps up with Colonel Walters handcuffing Michelle. He puts her on the helicopter back to the U.S. Topper reunites with Gina and Rowan Atkinson. And he's like, why don't you, uh, as they kind of like, she says, I'll never stop thinking about you. I'll never stop loving you. He's like, I know. But we can't be together. You you belong with Dexter. And then Dexter, like in the back, he gets his camera. He's like, you know, you know, actually, you know, excluding the circumstances, you would probably be a pretty good couple. Like, I can't imitate his British act. I'm not even going to try. But like, he's he's on the cliffside. He's backing up to take their picture. Like one last good, you know, picture. And he falls off the cliff and uh, thus allowing them to be together in the end. 
uh, interesting twist of fate. Um, so President Benson, finally, Lloyd Bridges catches up to Topper and the team but with Hussein in close pursuit. Dun, dun, dun. Sequel? Why didn't we? It's right there. When that movie came out, he was like humming that around the house. Oh, Ronnie. I love it. Love that movie, Nancy. Now cradle the beans and stroke the shack. It's just because he wants to get another handy in the movie theater. Checkers, it's the peanut butter, dribble, dribble, yum, 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 uh, yum, my fellow Americans, <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yum. Well, well, well. <laughs> He was saying mommy. He was saying yummy. 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 <laughs> so he, uh, Hussein's in close pursuit. The helicopter struggles to lift off. Uh-oh. Topper lightens their load by pushing a grand piano overboard. It was uh, Liberace's piano. Oh, shit. Uh, cement mixer. Pity patty. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. Uh, the fallen instrument crushes Hussein. Very Looney Tunes, but also Wizard of Oz, because you'll notice he's wearing the same stockings as uh, the the witch that the house was dropped on when they first find her. Look, this is hats on top of hats on top of hats <laughs> on top of hats on top of yums. Yums on top of yums on top of yums. <laughs> and then Topper kisses Ramada, Gina. As they fly away on the helicopter into the sunset. Sequel, anyone? Actually, uh, as this movie wasn't, you know, so hot with the critics, go figure. Uh, Ebert actually liked it, so that's something if you're an Ebert fanatic. Uh, but um, it did do pretty well at the box office, which makes you wonder why didn't they make another one? Because he got distracted or like held up with another movie or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it Major never, League? Never came to fruition. No, so yeah, I'm already know. doing the baseball comedy. I don't need to do the. Uh, I retire. I can't. I can't inhabit the skin of Topper Hirely anymore. It's just I can't take it anymore. You know, it's like the way Topper's uh, dead. Terry, Topper was Andy dead. Kaufman. He just couldn't do it anymore. God. That's how Sheen is with uh, Topper. Mm-hmm. Fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. You're turning on. You turned on Carrie, Jer. A little bit. Uh, you know, I, I flip-flop on Carrie because sometimes, like, I'm like, maybe he's the only guy telling who has the balls to tell the truth in Hollywood, despite, like, and the narrative is that he's crazy because that's exactly what they want. And then there's the flip side where he's like, maybe he is a little, you know. I mean, when you're, well, number one, I mean, a big part of what I was reacting to was the whole Jim and Andy documentary. Oh, Yeah. But, you know, like, when you're telling people, I'm not even here right now, like, that yeah. that makes everything else you say a little weird for me. It is a little, yeah, it's a little too existential. But um, this movie, wrapping it up here, uh, it's weird. I don't really like this this subgenre, as we mentioned, but uh, I make certain concessions for young Charlie Sheen, oddly enough. And, yeah, you, you like, 
you've heard stories, you've heard alleged stories, you've heard things, you, there's facts, uh, you separate the art from the artist, do whatever you got to do, uh, to appreciate it or don't, uh, having said that, I, I give this movie like a seven out of 10. The, the biggest surprise from a, for a rubber chicken movie I know. <laughs> from Dan. Might be one of my, my favorite rubber chicken. No, Basketball is my favorite rubber chicken comedy for sure, right? Do you put like, that in the same? If I was asking you, like, uh, if you do, because it's a Zucker, one of the Zuckers, right? At yeah. least. So I would consider basic because there's a lot of background gags like like there's Squeak is a dummy at one point. There's like there's a lot of crazy imagery. Yeah, it's just I didn't know if you were specifying that a rubber chicken movie is the spoof genre. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I mean when I say rubber chicken. Basketball is not really a spoof movie. Ah, I guess. I mean, I guess to an extent. Now, whatever that. Energy that Zucker energy is really like it, that it is nihilistic a gag movie. Yeah, like like overstuffed with gag movie where it's like there's no way this is the real world and the, it's um I can't ground it in any way. Like we've totally lost touch that kind of comedy, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it's weird because it, it does baseball does feel like that spoof spoof movie. But they're not. Maybe they're spoofing like inspirational sports movies, but not really. Like, no, that's what I was gonna say too. Is like yeah. it doesn't feel like it. But hey, I mean that's maybe the reason why basketball is uh, a good movie. For I mean I I like basketball too. Good shit. Um. Nim. Nim. Well, let me just say one thing. Nim. Jelly beans, mommy. Americans. And well. <laughs> Yim yim, my fellow Americans, cradle the balls and strip the shaft. <laughs> um, all right, well that's gonna be it for us this week. I'm uh, ninety under ninety. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another episode in our final season. And until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. Thanks for joining us, Phil. I'm Dan Eden. I'm President Ronald Reagan. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yim, yim. Yim. Well, 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 well. <laughs> what do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?